0: You listen to coldplay
1: oh man uh, i used to i have not their new stuff
0: okay have you heard that song adventure of a lifetime that begins with that little guitar riff
1: is that is that like a, a recent? Little, 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 little. Oh, i'm sure
0: yeah probably once i i listened to that song the other day and once it got stuck in my head i can't get it out now that little riff
1: did you like them when they first started coming out i like them now
0: is that are you okay with me saying that
1: mm. Why well, I just haven't listened to him, so maybe you're probably. Well, you are more hip than I am, and cool.
0: Are you saying it's like, do you don't listen to him because of some kind of moral reason? Like, well, you don't what was the, first, to... the
1: first album was Parachutes. Uh huh. Isn't that correct? Yeah. That was, now, comparison, I'm not, they're, not, they're not the same. Mm-hmm. It's like when you two released Joshua Tree mm-hmm. and how like those opening songs were just amazing. Well, I think their album Parachutes, I'm not saying they're the same as U2, but I'm just drawing the comparison that Parachutes, those opening songs were just amazing.
0: But you're a man that thinks Five Guys is on par with Killer Burger.
1: You know, people may, be, may do better listening to secular music than listening to Christian radio.
0: I, oh, I agree, I agree. Now, I, I enjoy, a, I have a very um, selective playlist. Yeah. On Google Music that I use for, I mean, I love to listen to Christian worship music. Yeah. But a lot of the mainstream stuff out there just is like,
1: uh. Well, you know what, there was that, I forget what he does, but Christian Smith is the sociologist. I'm assuming he is one, but he wrote a book that surveyed American youth. And in general, their conception of God was the therapeutic moralistic deism. Mm Mm-hmm. You remember that, or have you yeah, heard that? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was wondering, you know, very, very much. A, so listening to the Christian radio is like walking into a Christian bookstore. Mm-hmm. There's just knickknacks and embroidered pillows and positive slogans. And but I've wondered, like, if you could just listen to an hour straight, mm-hmm. what, what is, what is the, what's the biblical message that we're going to get from the songs that are sung?
0: Oh, I think too. Even listening to secular, quote-unquote, secular radio, secular music. Now, with limits. I'm not I'm not a no-hold-bar yeah, kind I of mean, guy. I, I I'm not going to be I listening making, to the... I was overstating. Yeah, I'm not out there listening to the filthiest song possible. That's, that's not the point. Um, it's like looking at a painting that was painted by a non-Christian artist. It does tell us something about his or her worldview. It tells us something about... Um, we can, we can appreciate the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. We can appreciate the, the time it took. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can find it pleasing, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also at the same time, we can rejoice where there's common grace showing through uh, so that we see, you know, this person capture the beauty of God's glory. Mm-hmm. We can also draw a distinction between the worldviews that are being Displayed. Yeah. I mean, you take some of, you know, Dali's stuff, some of the, the realistic stuff. You know, there's a worldview behind that. I, I may not look at a painting and necessarily find it pleasing, but I can find it intriguing, and yeah. I can say, hmm, this does give me some kind of insight. And uh, kind of the ultra hardcore fundamentalist mindset just wants to write all that off and say, well, you know, that none of that matters. Mm-hmm. Well, it does matter because if you understand how someone thinks better, if you understand people's worldview and mindset, you can more clearly communicate the word of the gospel to them in a
1: language that they can understand. Yeah, you know, maybe one thing that makes, and that was an overstatement to say, people shouldn't listen to the Christian radio. Yeah. However, there is a reason why I made that overstatement. It's like, um, if I'm listening to the local secular radio station, they're not claiming or trying to represent God in any fashion. But when you go to the Christian radio station, they are. Mm. We are Christian. We're going to tell you things. We're here to help you. They, all the, the, drive, the money drive campaigns talk about people's changed lives from listening to these radio. So they're, so they're, they're claiming to be a Christian ministry. So I was listening to a song uh, driving in the car, and um, the music was good. And the guy's voice was good. And the things that he was saying were like, oh, this is pretty rich. This is really rich. And then the chorus starts. And the chorus is about God's reckless love. And I thought that's one of the most heretical things that you can say about God. Mm. Because reckless implies a fit of emotion without any thought, out of control, uh, taking risk, and exactly zero of those statements represent who God is. He doesn't take risks. He's never out of control. He's always measured. He has a plan. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, to describe His love as a reckless love, and I think that he, you know He's an artist, so He's being poetic, but He chose a very po- poor word mm-hmm. to express His poetry, because the implications, abut butt up against the very, what the Bible says about God Himself and His sovereignty, His salvation, all of those things. So. No anyways.
0: I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I call it uh so if you know if you know something about history, there was the um nine hundred day blockade of the city of Leningrad. I'm going somewhere with this. This does connect well, to the subject I of music. I do not know that history. Okay. All right, but so it so the,
1: sounds like it does relate.
0: Yeah. So the Nazi <laughs> Great to to make light of something right before I jump into talking about the Nazis. So the Nazis surrounded and sieged the city of Leningrad, now called St. Petersburg, for roughly 900 days. Uh, During that time, they cut off all supplies. It was mass starvation. Uh, Just somewhere in the neighborhood of 600 to 1 million people, 600,000 to 1 million people died. Um, Part of the uh, devastation was the bread factories being bombed. Um, where they kept stockades of wheat, flour, all of that, and was burned. So their supplies were very, very minimal. People were on just the barest of rations. I mean, we're talking like one slice of bread a day, not enough to keep people alive. And in order to bolster the food, they would start adding sawdust to the flour, which has no nutritional value, not good for you. Um, It may fill your stomach To a certain extent but it's doing absolutely nothing for you and it's bad for you so (laughs) not sitting here trying to compare the siege of leningrad and sawdust bread to christian music what i'm saying the point i'm trying to make is that a lot of times um i do think a lot of mainstream christian music out there can carry this bad theology like what you're talking about um cloaked in this Christian ease mm-hmm. so that people are absorbing it and they're thinking, This is good for me. I'm listening mm-hmm. to Christian radio. Everything that I'm hearing is accurate. Everything that I'm hearing is good. When in fact it's not. Yeah. There's not vetting of of lyrics going on. And that's why it's important for Christians to be discerning biblically in what they're listening to. Um you know I'm not I'm not going to name any names or any titles or anything like that, but there's songs that if and we listen to christian radio Mm -hmm. um there's songs that come on we turn them off Mm -hmm. because like i just think they're way off on that Mm -hmm. they're they're completely wrong Mm -hmm. um kind of what you were talking about god's reckless love
1: yeah and you can get and that's that's i think that's what gets unnerving is god invented music and music interacts with our souls it's one way that we can love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength is our bodies physically respond mm-hmm. uh, to music, even, dare I say, dancing. We shan't. Dare, we dare we I shan't. We might. <laughs> say dancing? We
0: might have some Baptists listening.
1: Well, why did I say that? So so you, ha- you have um, this, there's just inherent power that music has to play upon our emotions. So you can have someone who strikes all the right chords and... Um, Christians are most likely in a position of trust to begin with, because the radio stations have said you need to trust us and you need to give us your money because we're changing lives. So you begin to drink in these these songs that are uh, that are musically played and perhaps sung very well, and so you're drawn into it. You're singing it, but like yeah, there's no yeah. nourishment in it.
0: And it's, that's why it's important to have discernment. I mean, in as a Christian, whether you're listening to "Quote unquote Christian music or quote unquote secular music," and my st- largest diet of of secular music probably comes from the gym <laughs> when I'm there because uh, you and I go to the same gym. Um, they're playing music over the radio. I so I've actually gone and like heard some of these songs. I'm like, what group is that? And I'll go look it up and I'll listen to some of their music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't like to listen to things that are just like. Blatantly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for instance, the other day, a um, song by Linkin Park came on. Popular group found out that their lead singer committed suicide last year. I'd made, tried to make some light comment, lighthearted comment about that on Facebook until I realized, oh, that, you know, in light of the fact that he committed mm-hmm. suicide, which I didn't know probably wasn't the best comment to make. But when I, when I hear songs like this, um, this, it's a song, Somewhere I Belong. Uh, hang on. Yeah, here's the lyrics. It's like, I want to heal. I want to feel what I thought was never real. I want to let go of the pain I felt so long. Erase all the pain till it's gone. I want to heal. I want to feel like I'm close to something real. I mean, that's just a snippet of it, but it's like, it opens a window. Yeah. Into the thinking of the lost world that I hope would elicit compassion. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's a guy that you read those lyrics that he wrote, and then you realize that he committed suicide, he took mm-hmm. his own life. Uh, here was a human being that was deeply troubled, hurting, that came out in their lyrics. And I think that can can motivate us to compassion and, and reaching out to people. And, and some people are gonna listen to this and say, Thomas is just trying to make an excuse for listening to secular music. I, that's not the point. The point is, it's being aware of the world around us uh, being in the world but not out of the world, being in a measured, appropriate way, conscious of our culture around us, so that we can hold a conversation with someone. Acts 17. Exactly.
1: Men of Athens. Men of Athens. See, so, right, so Paul is conversant enough to understand the local deities. I mean, he understood the local competing religions. He was able, in a sermon, to quote from secular poetry that was that people commonly would have known and use that to prove a point so um it so in that case so that describes what paul did yeah it doesn't prescribe what we're supposed to do but because he did it there's every indication that we can do the same thing i think it's important to say too that up to this point everything i've said is is negative about Christian radio and um, that's not entirely fair. There's times that I've been listening to the Christian radio and I'm thinking, I'm not thinking about like local sermon stations where I'm listening to messages and worship songs. I'm thinking about pop. Yeah. And I mean, there's times that I'm edified or encouraged, but I would say that if I was a measure on scales, um, I just have to work so much harder at being discerning and thinking about what my family's being fed listening to the Christian radio mm. and the conception of Jesus Christ and his gospel and the local church and the way the world works from the Christian radio than I am from secular radio. But then yeah. again, we don't really listen to secular. We don't listen to, r- I just plug in my phone and I just do my own playlist. Yeah, and
0: I'm, I'm the same way. Most of the time now, I'm listening to a playlist on my phone. And I think it's important to state we're not telling people not to listen to Christian radio and we're not telling people you have a license to go out and engage to the nth degree with whatever cultural trend is going on. You know, you take for instance, this, You know, I don't need to go see the movie Fifty Shades of Grey uh, or some kind of other sexually explicit movie to know, I don't need to see that, mm-hmm. that that's not good, it's not mm-hmm. healthy. Um, and like I said, when I'm if I'm engaging and listening to pop, secular rock music, whatever like that, uh, some of it I find enjoyable musically. I find it aesthetically pleasing. I think it's creative sounding as a musician. Um, I can appreciate that. Um, and sometimes I say, hmm, that you know that worldview is really interesting where they're coming from. Or I hear echoes of Common Grace coming out. But if a song is you know it's dropping profanity, I'll, I I don't want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I, that's not what I want to do and you might be exposed to that say if you're in a in a type of work environment say you're a police officer say you're working with juvenile offenders you're you're hearing that stuff anyway and maybe you've learned to just kind of block it out but i don't i don't need to go off and find the you know the nastiest dr dre record to know that's what the world's listening to mm-hmm. i'm talking about stuff that i feel like i can um with a clear conscience listen to and engage with to some degree
1: yeah you think about Okay, so so First Corinthians 5 is in my mind, where in that case there was a church discipline issue and someone needed to be uh, ejected from the church. And then the Apostle Paul makes the point about, hey, what do I have to do with judging outsiders? It's judging those who are inside the church that we're supposed to do, right? So we live in this, hey, don't judge, why are you so critical type thing? But you mentioned discernment. And discernment is being able to wisely weigh uh, something that's said uh, in accordance with the word of God, like does mm. it, is this wise and is it right type thing. So, so uh, the reason I point that out is when if I'm listening to a, a, a musician or music that is in no way claiming any relationship to Christianity or Christ, I, I I'm not judging them. I'm not weighing and evaluating. I'm not discerning. In the same sense that I am when I'm listening to someone who's purportedly representing Christ. Right, yeah. So if I go visit a church, if I'm listening, if there's a sermon online, I'm listening with discernment. I want to be a Berean. Is what this man is saying in accordance with the Word of God? Does this promote the gospel, or is it something that's not true? We're supposed to do the same thing with, with, with music. And so when you listen to a Christian radio station, I guess my point is that's where discernment has to go up. Knowing so much scripture has to say about, there are wolves in sheep clothing. I mentioned earlier about theological vetting. If you think about really before the advent of modern technology and mass communication, when in the history of the church, when someone brought up ideas regarding the Word of God, they were hammered out um, in the local church or among the association of churches through councils and creeds over the years and centuries. And you know, for the most part, you had uh, believers coming together to hammer out a truth. Now with mass media production, it's and in a consumeristic society, it's just producing books on the printing press or music that will generate numbers and sell yeah I think i want I want to assume that the, that the people who produce those, not just even the authors or the producers, but the say the company who's letting that book be published or that song be Put on the radio. I want to assume that they, with goodwill, that they have good intention. But there is not that biblical, robust vetting, saying, "Time out. Hmm. Is this in keeping with what the Word of God says?" Because if it's not, you're saying something that's anti-biblical, and very likely anti-Christ. Yeah. And then going back to your sawdust, you know, analogy, with that really horrible story. Thanks for telling it. You're welcome. But the, but it's still true. You're, you're introducing something that's noxious, mm. that's, that's, that's um, not nutritious and dangerous. So I guess I just want to yeah. nuance that. No, it, it has this, I've, I've, yeah. I've benefited from Christian radio. I confess I am critical towards it in biblical criticism, like critically, I think rightly. And then there's going to be some of just my preference coming out where I don't care for it as much. So I want to acknowledge that in a way between those two. Yeah. But I think the big takeaway is we're talking about having discernment, and we need to have it.
0: And, and I agree wholeheartedly with you. I I think probably I can lean too much towards being hypercritical of, of Christian radio. I'm glad um, you brought
1: that up because I was going to say something. Well, you're, you're yeah,
0: because critical. I'm—, I, I'm by nature I'm a Pharisee. I'm trying to not be that good at it anymore. Uh-huh. I used to be really good at it, but uh-huh. but not anymore. Um, That's very humble of you to say. <laughs> well, seriously. No, there, there are some great songs that come on. There's some okay songs, and then there's just some that are bad. And I I think we've gotta have that discernment. And what you were saying was so important. There's a the minute you begin invoking the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. There is a. It's a new game. It, you're in a you're in a yeah, whole, whole new, new arena. You're y- there is a standard that has to be met. Um, when Lincoln Park, Coldplay, these other bands out there are singing, it it's not that they're doing the works of righteousness, but they're doing the works of the world, mm-hmm. and they're they are going to be expected to being to be doing the works of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect when i listen to one of those bands i don't expect them to be giving an exposition of the book of romans Mm -hmm. or spelling out the gospel because they're not christian Mm -hmm. what i can be happy about is common grace that shows through and the opportunity to understand a worldview better so that i can glean from that and like paul going into the areopagus seeing the idols becoming Mm -hmm. familiar with his surroundings know what is going on uh, in people's minds and in in their worldview. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there is common grace Mm -hmm. in the world today. Mm -hmm. Uh, People who are lost are dead in their trespasses and sins, we believe that, Ephesians chapter two. But God's grace still shines through. He still reigns on the wicked and the righteous. Mm -hmm. He's he's still sovereign over things. And I think lots of people out there, if you've been walking with the Lord and you've had the opportunity to to share the gospel with a non-believer, You've oftentimes found points of commonality mm-hmm. with which you can, uh, which you can use to connect with that
1: person. Absolutely, it's the same as Acts seventeen when, yeah. when Paul quotes the the known philosopher of the time. I mean, music is so powerful. My senior year of high school and then, the summer in between going to college, uh, wasn't a believer, and uh, growing up in the. South San Francisco Bay Area, we're right by a, a concert venue place. So my buddies and I, I think one summer we saw something like 70 to 80 bands, big shows, big names, we just, that's all we did, and um, saw Dave Matthews Band, and this song Crash had come out, Crash Into Me, mm. and what struck me was we were in the back of this arena, and there is over 10,000 people there. And that song came on, it was dark, they dimmed the lights, and then that's when all the lighters came out. You know, people (laughs) light the lighter and they hold hold it up before cell phones. And people are swaying, and I start looking at people. People have their hands in the air in the exact same posture of worship that Mm -hmm. people um, affect on a Sunday. And and it blew me away. I had gone to church a few times, but it just was remarkable to me to see what this audience was doing. And then when I became a Christian a few years later, I was able to associate. Man, that was I was at a secular worship service, and these people were having this transcendent experience through really good music from their eyes. Yeah, in their eyes, they're having this emotional response, and um, and that can become an avenue, was what you're saying. To, to take this language, if that's a worship service, let's talk about their their gods, and you can use that to share. Well, let me share with you the true and living God, Jesus Christ, and his death for your sins and resurrection from the grave.
0: Mm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah.